The ASOS Podcast. Record. Matt, record. Matt, Matt, record. What's happening, people? Record. Matt, Matt, what's happening, people? Hey. Right, we should, we should release this. Oh, can we talk about one. Meghan Markle, please? Because I just want to cover yeah, how man. racist the people in this country are, boy. Tell them, you know, you know when Even if she mm. is a fucking attention whore, who the fuck cares, man? Like... Get over it. You know, we're recording, Afia. We're, we're live. The people can hear us. Oh, are, we, are we recording? Yeah. One, realize. one, people. Welcome to the ESOS podcast, number numero 23. Cheese. You like that? <laughs> For your earlobes. You get me? It's myself, Manny. Um... I think it's Pente y Tres that you're trying to say in Spanish uh, there, man. Wait, all I heard was my baby do that. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind, never mind. I was counting it out in my head. Uh, yeah, I got 23. Okay, okay. Um, for, wait, what was I going to say? It's myself, Manny, Oli, we got Matt on the line, we got Afia, and we'll soon be joined by Ash. Um, if you haven't, follow us on ESOS underscore, in, on, which is the, follow us on Instagram, ESOS underscore, follow us on Twitter, and you follow me, um, Manuel Yates on Twitter. Uh, guys, what are your socials? Quick blast. Who wants to go first? Oli, I'll choose you. Ooh, I'm doing a blank. Oh, no, my Twitter is at OCClark underscore 10. Cool. Quick fire. Afia, what's yours? It's esauce.afia and that's on Twitter and Insta. Boom. Fire. Matt, what's yours? I'm at Mr. Matty Lee on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. Excellent, excellent guys. We're here to pod today. We're here to pod. We got some reviews to do today, yeah? We got some reviews. We got some, some Valentine drops. Um I guess it, it kind of feels like all of the albums are kind of Valentine except for Slow Tire, right? I'm gonna take that as a yes in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every time that happens, yeah, I just get a giant wall beam on my head. It's so funny. Well, I guess not. I guess not. Okay, cool. Um, right. What one should we go for first? We got Pink Sweat and his album, which is Pink Planet. We got Lucky Day and his album, which is Table for Two. Robin Thick. On Earth and in Heaven, Amen. We've got the is it Judas and the Messiah? Judas and the Black Messiah. And the Black Messiah. Apologies. We got that soundtrack too. Any Messiah. The Black Messiah. And we've also got um, Slow Tie Tyrone. Boom. You know what? I'm going to let you guys choose. What are we going for first out of these uh, delicious options? I think we should let Afia pick as she loved every single release this week. Auntie Afia, what are you going for? <sighs> oh, God. Um, 
She just doesn't know where to start. Why? Listen to her. Why? She doesn't know where to start. <laughs> right, let's let's start with uh let's start with slow tie. Slow tie. Okay, cool. So are you gonna take a free tyrant and spy slow tie? Go for it, Manny, go for it. Okay, cool. So I'll go for it then. Um so yeah, this is the first time for me listening to slow tie. Like I don't know why, but uh, I, I kind of gained, gained like some like what's the word I'm looking for? Industry plant vibes from him because he kind of came out of nowhere and got like a massive push. Does that make sense? And was like everywhere and everywhere last year. But he has a strong following, and I think he is like he has been taken in by a lot of the UK musicians and it looks like some of the US ones too. But focusing more on this project, um, Tyrone, I thought it was a pretty decent project. It had some nice mellow beats. Like it was, he has an alternative rap style. Um, You can see like his British evolution as well in there. It's a mix of like old school streets mixed in with Lil Uzi Vert kind of rap. Am I on an island though? Cause do you guys kind of get that evolution, kind of, that kind of vibe as well? I'm going to be 100% honest. I didn't notice that. Okay, now that you cool. say that, I'm going to go back and try and, and try and isolate that and see if I yeah. feel the same. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, now you've said it, I feel like I need to go back and listen again with new eyes. It yeah, it, it kind of it just feels as though it's an evolution of, I'm not saying it's the exact sound, but it's an evolution of that kind of sound. And um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, my favourite track on the album was NHS. Um I also enjoy cancel and I also enjoy cancelled, which features Skepta too. Um, Terms featuring Dominic Fike and Denzel Curry, which was another dope tune too. Like I listen, I follow him and I listen to him more. Uh, but yeah, that that's it really from me. Didn't get much else from it. Who wants to go next? Yeah. Okay. Oh, go on. Uh, No, you go, you go. All right. So I think, as you lot know, I was home alone for a few days. So I was enjoying my downtime and I was smoking, you know, a little bit of zoo. Wait, does that make sense? A little bit of zoo. I was smoking some Mary Jane and I was chilling at home and whatever, whatever. And listening to this particular project, it was very interesting because the higher I got, the more I enjoyed it. Why are you talking about the scenario that you listen to the music and I thought that the scenario you listen to the music doesn't matter what your listening experience. Huh? I'm a bit confused here. Last week you said it doesn't matter how you listen to a song because the song is the same regardless. So why are you now saying that your your situation, your scenario had an impact on, on the way you heard the song? The way you experienced the song? 
But I listened to I listened to it when I wasn't high and when I was high, so I had oh, a comparison. So you showed a contrast. Oh, yeah. Okay, just wasn't, wasn't sure. I was asking. Thanks. Well, all right then. So anyway, so I was really enjoying this project. The higher I got, and I felt to myself like this is the kind of thing I could not listen to on a regular basis when I'm just. You know, when you're just doing stuff in your day-to-day, it's not that kind of project for me. I think I'd have to sit down, smoke a seat with some friends, and then I could enjoy this. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, and I didn't think much of it beyond that. That's what I have to say. I didn't take much away from it beyond that, except the tune Vex. Vex stood out to me because... The beat, the flow, the whole thing actually felt like it conjured in a feeling, a reaction, a very visceral reaction in me. Like when you, I'm actually vexed, like it made my hair stand on end a little bit. And it was quite interesting to experience that. So I enjoyed that tune a lot. That's it really. So that would be my standout tune as well. Cool. Um, so like Manny, this is my first time listening to Slow Tie. And I purposely did no background research just to see what kind of, um, just to see how I'd feel, like, listening to it fresh as I played it after listening to some of the other releases we done, listened to this week, so the R&B ones. And I was kind of surprised that first he was English and second that it was rap. Like, it kind of hit me by surprise. So it's a double CD album. So the first CD is seven tracks and the second CD is seven tracks, I think. Um, I felt like they had very different sounds. So that was quite cool. I preferred the second the second CD. I felt like that was a lot more relatable and enjoyable to listen to. Not to say the first CD was bad. It, it had its own high points, um, like the track with Skepta and the one with ASAP Rocky called Mazza. Those are two good tracks, but... It was the second, the second CD that I really enjoyed, and that CD was just everything was just fire, right from start to finish. So it's a good listen, um, but I'd probably just listen to the second CD personally again. Um, I don't think I'd listen to the first CD that much. My favorite track was Terms, the one with Denzel Curry, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a really good um, album. I also want to shout out NHS. I thought that was a clever track as well. So that's that was quite good too. It's my turn then. Yeah, 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 yeah man. You ain't ghost. Yeah. Um. So. Slow Tire. I heard about Slow Tire a couple of years back because he had a really big push. I don't know where the push actually came from, but um, he was like, I think he ranked fourth in the BBC's list, like Sounds of 2019. And um, he had an album called Nothing Great About Britain. And the way everyone was like hyping him, I'm pretty sure on the album he had a track of Skepta as well. So I was like, oh, like who was this guy? Like, let, me, let me listen to his music. And I didn't actually enjoy any of it. I didn't really think his sound was that good. I thought there was a 
I don't know how you put it. Like sometimes you appreciate that someone makes good music, but the music isn't for you. I think it was like that. I didn't enjoy it, but maybe I saw some quality in it. So when he came around again this time, again, he had like another song of Skepta and I saw the other song of Ace Up Rocky and I was like, oh, let me, let me listen to it, right? And I was really pleasantly surprised. I think the music is a lot better and um, a lot more of the music was something that I found enjoyable at least. And I think the way he split the album into two made a lot of sense because you had like one side that had a bit more of a, a punk element to it. It was a lot more hype and a lot more aggressive. And the second um, disc, the second half of the album, was a lot more laid back. And I don't know, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say introspective because I wouldn't necessarily say it was that, but it was just a lot more philosophical, let's put it that way. And then um, I was looking at like what's going on with him as, a, as an artist. And I see that he's like he's signed to ASAP Rob now. So that explains why ASAP Rocky's on his on his project but then I think to myself that ASAP Rocky has a similar sound in like some of the tracks so I don't know how much of it is a case of them two collaborating has influenced Slow Tire Sound or how much of it is a case of they've just come together because they both make a similar sound in music but it, it does make a lot of sense for him to be signed to ASAP Mob because yeah it, it just fits fits well um, generally speaking I like the album Tyrone's a good album um, I do prefer the way it's been split in two. I think that if I was listening to this album and you had like the punk rock tracks and then they were like, you have like say two or three of those tracks and the next track is like more of a slower hip hop sound then it went back to punk rock, I, would, I wouldn't like it. But having them split in two, it makes it a lot more easy to enjoy, let's put it that way. But yeah, um, I quite liked Mazza and Cancelled. Those are probably my two, the two of the really strong tracks on there. And I guess probably because I was kept uh, and they said, what could be on there? I liked Terms as well. That was a good track, but I see a lot of guys have said that NHS is the song what they like the most. And I think I probably agree with that too. So yeah, that would be my standout song. Um, ratings? Um, see, I feel like it's a, like a really strong three. Um, like if someone said four I wouldn't argue but I'm kind of feeling like it's it's going to be a three for me dog I would give it a three I don't I don't know I wouldn't give it a strong three I wouldn't give it a low three it's just a three Manny for me, I'm going to give it a three as well. Like, I think he has a lot of potential and I think this was a solid effort. Um, but yeah, I just feel like there's more. If I look at other, like, punk kind of artists, I look at people like XX and Toshio and I look at people like Lizzie Vert and I kind of put those artists together and I kind of feel like... I enjoy listening to them a bit more because they offer a bit more, if that makes sense. So, more, more, more. It's a free. Matt? Who's next? Matt, um, that's, that's, that's a four for me. I think this album's solid. I, I don't see anywhere where this is a, an average album, to be honest with you. I think it's, it's a good album. It's a strong album. But, but um, Featured artist he has on there is a, it's a strong list. 
And I think that everyone delivered as well. I don't see anything about this being average. So the sound is different, admittedly, but it's a four for me. I definitely, I definitely agree with your comments. That's why I was feeling like you could say it's a four. So I don't know, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, ah, uh, this. I feel like I want to, like in my mind this week, everyone was getting a four spoiler alert, but then I'm feeling, I'm feeling a bit different now. Really? Everyone this week was going to get a four? Listen, listen, it was, it was a good week, but I don't know, I what? don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to say it's my original game plan. It's a four for me. I had a week uh, where I was just like, everyone's getting a two. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sticking to three. So cool. Um, what is it then? It's three because three or three point five. Damn, yeah, it's three point five. So before, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. To be fair, I have no problem. Let's see about that. Right, what should be the next? Um, let's go for something more cheerful because it's Valentine's Day, people. By the way, did you all have a good Valentine's? Yeah. Yeah, man. Nice and sweet. Cool. Um, happy Valentine's Day for the single people, for the people in relationships, and for <laughs> the people that just My don't Valentine's give a Nice. That's good to know. That's good. What did you get up to? Anything good? I could tell you, but I don't have to kill you, mate. So I don't <laughs> okay, want to do that. I, I like to live. I like to live. I think this pivots nicely <laughs> into Lucky Day's album, uh, Table for Two. Yeah. Table for two. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take table for two? Or who wants to take a seat on the table and take us through it? Mm-hmm. I, I like how you I like how you did that. So I yeah, will sorry. I will continue. So um again, Lucky Day is someone that I've never listened to before. <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. Um it's seven tracks. So it's not particularly long, but it feels like a really nice length. Um, it's it's a nice album. It's a really nice album. Nice vibes. Vocals aren't the best, but they it's 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 they're still good. The beat selection is good. It's just it's just well put together. Um, there's there's nothing bad you can say about this track. I mean, track sorry album. I don't think there's anything bad about it. From my from my side on the way, um, I think the high was definitely the middle part of the album with my window. That song was phenomenal, and I've been playing it on the piece since I heard it. Um, but I really enjoyed this album. There's a lot to like. It's feature heavy, so every track has a feature. But I mean, it's it's just it's good music, and you can play this in any order. You can chop it up however you want. It's always going to sound good. So. I really enjoyed this. Right. I'll, I'll go next. I really enjoyed the concept of the album as well. So it felt as though each of um, his jets was with an R&B songstress from UK and across the pond as well. Um, I think he bodied that concept. Uh, like... I really enjoyed the songs and the variations between the songstresses as well. 
like all of them have amazing voices. I would say on the road or on red, sorry, on the road, you know, on red is was probably like my standout track um, with Lucky Day and Tiana Major Nine. Tiana Major Nine is phenomenal. Um, I usually, I'm usually a massive fan of Mahalia as well. Um, so that'll probably be my second favorite, um, my window, but Tiana Major Nine, her flow was spectacular. Um, on on red as well, um, yeah. So conceptually nailed it. Um, vocally amazing. Beat selection was really really good. This is a really this is probably like my favourite project of the week. Yeah, so I actually forgot to say the sample in my window. A one, absolutely A one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was so discreet, but so well done. I liked it a lot. Yep. Yeah, that was my standout tune. Sample fire. What did you think of the album, Daphne? Um, I think there was a tune there for everybody. You know, it's good. I think it's a distinct sound. Um, is it something I would reach for on a regular? No, but I. It's not my cup of tea, but I get why people would like this project. It's it's a very good project. I think it's well put together. It's well-rounded. I love the female artists he had on his tracks. Um, my favourite was, of course, with Mahalia. And uh, I felt like she bodied it. She was brilliant. It was just oh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, so I don't really have much feedback except that. It was cool. He's a new artist to me, so I am going to see what else he's going to come out with in the future. But yeah, it was a good listen. I would recommend it to anybody. Dope, 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 dope. Matt, what's your breakdown, buddy? I think that Lucky Day is an extremely talented young man. I think that the project is dope. It's called A Table for Two. And like you said, each track pretty much has a female artist next to him, so like they're sharing this table for two. That's the concept of the, of the EP. And um, he delivers. I really enjoyed it. it um, obviously, it's coming for Valentine's Day. It's talking about the different aspects of a relationship and, you know, the good parts and I guess the bad as well. Um, it's got some of my favourite... It's definitely got Ari Lennox on it. I love Ari. I love Ari Lennox. I love her character. I love her voice. I love her lyricism. And uh, there's a couple of others that I think are quite talented too, like um, Mahalia and also Queen Niger. I think she's got a great voice and banging body too. And Tiana Major 9 is someone I've never heard of before but she's actually very talented too. I think everyone delivered on this project, so... Yeah, I love Tiana Major 9. She's brilliant. Very, very, very good. And my standout song... Well, I don't know. I liked all of them, really, but I'll probably go in my window. Is that Matt, you probably you have heard of um, Tiana Major 9. She's um, on Rainfall with Stormzy. Oh, yeah. No, we actually reviewed some of her work recently as well. Maybe she has an EP out. I don't remember reviewing that stuff, but yeah, she would, like, I performed on Rainfall that wasn't anything crazy. I think this is a better performance, man. 
I feel like on Rainfall, pretty much anyone could have done what she did. Not, not being bad, man. It wasn't any sort of crazy vocals. Wait, funnily enough, she actually had an album out this week, which we missed. So we'll be reviewing this one next week. Lovely. Let's do that. <laughs> um, ratings? Mm, it's a four for me. It's a four for me as well. Strong four for me. As usual, you lot are too generous and I will give it a three. Because, and I'll tell you why, because I think this guy has a lot of potential and further to go in um, his career. Like, and I'm looking forward to that's what's not what we're reviewing. We're not reviewing his potential, we're reviewing how good this project was. True, true say, true. But I don't think this is, I still don't think this is a four. If I'm being consistent with myself and, I mean, sometimes you guys are just too generous with the scores, you know. I'm going to say, do you feel like it was better than Slow Tie? No, see, I felt like everything was equally meh for me this week. Do you know what I mean? Fair play, fair play. Yeah. Wait, one's got to go. Lucky Day, Masego, uh, Anderson back. Well, and I have to chuck one out. All of you, you have to check on that quick fire. Well, if, for me, it would be Anderson Pack because I don't listen to him. What? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> only, only, who are you checking out? Who are you checking out? Lucky Day. Well, Oscar, oh, Oscar, 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 why she doesn't listen to Anderson Pack? Oscar, why? Why don't you listen to Anderson Pack? I've never thought to. For real. I just It just occurred to me now. I've never thought to. Mm-hmm. He makes he makes quality like mm-hmm. every single one of his albums are genuinely phenomenal. All right, cool. So I'll listen sure to him the reason why she won't listen to him is because on Jasmine Sullivan's EP Hotels, um, he makes the colorless bar and that upset her. Oh, is that him? Yes, that's him. Oh, he did the Yeah, I don't like him anymore. Oh my god! Don't like him anymore. I'm not listening to his stuff. Anyway, moving oh forwards. Have you given your score, Manny? Yeah, yeah, I gave it four. You didn't say who you took out, man. Oh, I did. Who? I said that. I said, oh, I'm not checking any of them out, man. Fuck that shit. They're all dope. Uh, cool. They're all three great artists. I think, if anything, Lucky Day is the one I know the least about. That's so why I threw him out. One, be the one that yeah. but, but, but they um, all have unique sounds, which exactly. I actually they're all appreciate. Similar. They're all different, yeah. They could just sell a saxophone. Anderson Park's coming with some of my drum sets. After you day. need to listen to Manaby by Anderson Park. I will. Just listen I will. to it. I will. Just, just listen to it. I will. Uh, I've, got, I've got a harder one. Anderson Park, Miguel, The Weeknd. Miguel. Oh, yeah. Miguel, yeah. in the bin. Oh my god! Yeah. I'll take it to the dome. I'll do that myself. No. Miguel can go thrown out, bro. Miguel can go. Do you know what's funny? I don't, no. I don't even listen to Anderson Pack, and I still say Miguel. How can you not like Miguel? No, Miguel. I don't just like him. He's just. I just think he's Miguel said that, Tell me that the pussy is mine. Is that why you're upset? <laughs> <laughs> that, 
That guy is that guy can so any. Sometimes the, the uh, I shall be crass now, but sometimes the pussy can belong to somebody. So no, that wouldn't put me off. Okay. Is it because he drop kicks his fans? Does he? Oh God, that was him, wasn't it? Oh my God, that's so <laughs> In the uh, episode description, we should do that. That was him, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he fully knocked that poor girl out. Yeah. Oh, he gave her like, off the ropes, bruv. Um... I think the the weekend gets a lot more credit from his past his past music than his current music. I'd rather keep the weekend now. If anything, I prefer his music now than I did before. Really? But, yeah, I just always thought to myself he's that he's too dark, man. But he makes, oh, he, he, the weekend makes music to slit your wrist to. It's true, you know. It's true. If someone's gonna off themselves, nine nine out of ten suicides these days with youngsters, they play the weekend before they kill themselves. There you go. Wait, Who's I'm, it's a statistic I just made up. Oh, you made it up, right? Okay. No, you believed it. Up. <laughs> it wasn't made up. That was on the, that was on the, on the think tank. Oh, my God. Do you know what? When you said that, I was thinking, no, nah, that can't be right. It's got to be Lana Del Rey. Oh, my days. Do you know what? We shouldn't even be joking about this. It's a serious thing. That is true. Yeah. It's very serious. No, but, no I mean, in terms dark. of music, that makes you feel depressed. Music yeah, that will make you feel low. I'm not gonna lie, I loved Old School Weekend and his drug infused music. It was just, it was just amazing. What were you name. doing? What were you doing when you were listening to that music, though? Like, don't, don't, yeah. tell us, don't even tell us because it's, it's embarrassing. Isn't it? No, I don't <laughs> want to know. But what was your state of mind like that? Was you generally a happy person? I will, was you you, I will, I will answer for him. It was fucked. Okay? It was really fucked. So you don't, you don't want to know. Uh, he, he, he the weekend was his counsellor in it like misery loves company and the weekend, the weekend, and, the weekend. And, and, and a whole bunch of Russians as well but anyway um, let's, let's move forward and potato oh my days vodka's made from potatoes in it no it can be That's made from rice as well can be great. can be made from rice as well and grapes yeah vodka of any sort of shit man it's actually it's yeah. actually a shit alcohol but yeah Anyways, um, right. Go on. What's next? Okay, let's let's. Can we? Have you given your rating for the album, Manny? Yeah, yeah, yeah I give it a four. I give four. Okay, cool. All right, let's move on to the probably the best R&B album that's come out in, a, in what six months, maybe, maybe a year. Robin Thicke, on Earth and in Heaven. Let's talk about that. Mm, I'll start. I'm, 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 no, I'm gonna just jump out there because I haven't started any of them. So let me just start this one. It's going to be a very short review. It's going to be really short. I promise you. So short, you're not going to believe it. This is Robin Thicke's best album since the evolution of Robin Thicke. End of you. Okay. <laughs> so, so to um, expand on that, do you ever feel like music feels a bit stale? Do you ever feel like the source has gone missing from R&B and that everything just sounds like it belongs on the back of a commercial or in a TV show, you know, just it feels constrained and a bit bleh. If you feel that way, listen to this album. It's going to change your whole damn mind on R&B. This album is phenomenal. 
and I really enjoyed it. There's no features, it's just Robin Thicke doing Robin Thicke. Like, it's a fresh sound, sound, fresh sound, something we haven't heard in a while. It's put together really well. It's a perfect length, perfect. Okay, I lied, it could be a bit longer, but it's a it's okay. I'm being greedy. I'd like some bonus tracks anyway. It's perfect length, perfect amount of tracks. It's just, it's 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 just it's just it's, it's thick, man. It's just it's just rubbing thick. Just doing. It's really good. It's 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 a vibe, and I feel like if you're feeling Isn't down, me or does only sound like he's describing someone's penis. <laughs> It's nah, do you know what? Yeah, the music's good, beats are good, fresh sound. Take it to a positive place, and it's very important we say that after talking about the very depressing weekend. So, play this on a Monday, on a weekday. That's my review. Right. Um, I yeah. think I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be the antithesis to your review. I thought it was a bit boring. I'm not gonna lie. I do know. I just felt I listened to his old stuff right today as well, just to make sure like I wasn't being like silly. But I kind of feel like um, his older albums had a bit more of. Have had a few more features. I think Sex Therapy and the Experience had like features from Nicki Minaj. He had Kid Cudi, but I'm not sure if this was his like reintroduction album. Um, obviously after the whole Blurred Lines uh, fiasco in 2013, he probably had to sit down for a bit. But yeah, I just didn't feel as though this was consistently strong I didn't feel like he was strong at all really I just felt like he was trying things like the Hollas Hola song or and Lola just felt like he was trying to appease that Spanish market um, and yeah like what was, okay uh, let me ask you guys a question what was like a hit on this album what is a banger like because I didn't hear any Lola. Which is the very contrived, sort of clearly marketed to that huge yeah. Latin audience sound. Yeah. Sort of. yeah. Mm, that's a yeah. very good point. I just, um, out of my mind. I mean, that was the strongest one on the album as well, by the way. Out of so, my mind was a really good track. The Things You Do To Me, Forever Mine. That's What Love Can Do. Like, all of those are bangers, man. All of them. I think that these people have never experienced love before because they don't know how to enjoy music for people that are in love. I think their idea of R&B is Chris Brown. Uh, no. No, 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 no. I'm a 90s R&B. And a whole bunch of body poppers. and shit. No, no, no. I don't, I don't listen to modern, like, contemporary R&B. I actually, I like to go back to the old school stuff. I still listen to... Have you seen our Spotify playlist, though? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
I don't have Spotify. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't use Apple. I haven't sold my soul to what's his name again? Is it Bill Gates? What's who is yeah, it? Bill Gates. Bill yeah, Gates. I haven't sold my soul to Bill Gates. Thank you. Mate, this album was just boring, fam. I don't know how you're gonna try and sell it to me. Like yeah, this is like I like I, I like R and B where you're right okay. where it has a bounce to it. Where it's like Manny's, Manny's R and B is the stuff that Babs Guitar makes. That's my first Manny, name name a really good R and B album. Um, uh, Miguel's Kaleidoscope. Okay, cool. Afia, name a really good R&B album. What was the debut album by the guy who did the video Naked? What's his name again? Lloyd? Yeah, Brown Sugar. Oh. Yeah, there you go. That's not really an R&B album either, to be fair. That's new, so... So that explains what the issue is. You guys don't... Okay, so hold on. Let me think R&B, R&B... Um, Wait, are you saying Miguel's, Miguel's not R and B? Miguel, Miguel makes R and B music when he wants to, but he also goes into many different lanes. Yeah, yeah but Kaleidoscope is an R and B album. I don't think it is. You know, when you look it's at all not, the okay. ten tracks on there, maybe twelve, and like half of them are not R and B. So there's like three or four R and B tracks. Uh, um, oh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. No, that's not an R and B. That's album, like hip hop R and B. Exactly. That's not R&B, R&B. It's like very few people make that song. Yeah, D'Angelo Brown Sugar, there it is. One yeah, in a Million by Aaliyah. Yeah, so I love them though. Destiny's Child, the writing's on the wall. Mm, that's like pop. Um, Maxwell, anything by Maxwell. Say my name, say my name. Bachelor by Genuine, that is like elite. Hello. Genuine is a probably I can't even think of that album right now, but it probably is an R&B album. Most of his albums are pure oh, R&B. About time by SWV. Mm. I'm surprised none of you guys oh, mentioned any. Usher. None of you guys mentioned the single Joe album. That's like a dead giveaway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Love Deluxe by Sade. Right. I feel like you guys like like pop R and B. Can I just I've just, I've just mentioned one album. Can I just give you one of my top so. three R and B albums of all time that just does not get enough attention? The soundtrack for Waiting to Exhale. Oh my god. I will I've be listening to that album my yeah, whole life until album. I die. That is a good album, I'm not gonna lie to you. But that's because Whitney's just crazy and everything. But yeah, like so what we what we find out here is that basically Control by Scissor because that's another one of mine. Oh, yes, yeah, I would you call that R&B though? I wouldn't call that R&B. You know what? I give up. You guys are not the R&B gatekeepers. We've named R&B tracks here. You guys stick to your own lane. You know what I mean? No, you guys are like that. That muddled R&B, not like the... What, not what not, not, not the traditional R and B that not not thoroughbred R and B guys are listening you, to. That, you, you guys, you guys like. Can I wait? When can I give my review though about Robin? Let me just let me just let me just kill him off. Let me kill him off. You <laughs> like that crooner Justin Timberlake music, isn't it? Oh, that's your, your bag, isn't it? Yeah, that's how you like the sound. Oh yeah, you know you know when you you know when you're spending time with your with your significant other and you just put on bringing sexy back in it. 
That's 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 what you that's what you. I'm surprised none of you guys mentioned KCI and JoJo. Like, like there's, there's KC and JoJo. What, what did you call them? What did you call them? KC and JoJo, bro. You said KCI. No, I didn't. You didn't hear right, bro. You didn't listen to me right. Anyway, the point I'm making here. The point I'm making here. Did he say PCI claim and JoJo? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Manny, 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 yeah. Manny, Manny, have you heard that new, have you, have you heard that new song by J-A-Y-Z? Um, 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 <laughs> J-A-Y-Z, bro, I'm getting it right. Oh, my bad. But the point I'm trying to make here is that you guys are, like, emitting some classics. You guys Go don't know. No, because we're randomly army. having a conversation and you want us to be R&B experts in order to have any kind of... Like, no, why do we need to have this me. extensive mental back catalogue in order to yeah, have... Yeah, you do. That's, that's, the, that's what we expect from the ASOS podcast, you know? People that know their shit. That's what they want. Basically, you guys don't listen to music to get you in your feels or to set the mood to, to woo your and significant other. Uh-huh. That is a crazy Justin Timberlake track, though. That one it there, is. That, that it one. Is. So you, what I like to put on to set the mood, honestly. Gigs talking the hardest. Now, she puts on monster. Shorts to get the monster. <laughs> oh Did I not my god! That gigs should make. Nah, she puts on BMX. What? Did I not say that? Mm-hmm. So right, I'm on. assuming that's why you're mocking me about this anyway. No, 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 not even that. It could be legit. He could. What's you guys' thoughts on Cisco? Legend. Cisco, Cisco. Yeah, he's just. I remember when all the boys had blonde Cisco, hair. Cisco. Cisco could do both though. Cisco did ultra Euro pop at times, and yes. he could do proper R and B as well. Ultra Euro pop was like Unleashed Dragon too. Remember Unleashed the Dragon? Uh, Unleashed the Dragon was hard. See, this is what I'm talking about. He doesn't like R&B. That's what I'm putting on it. That's what I'm putting on it, though. Unleashed the Dragon. It wasn't pure pop. Do you think that Cisco is the artist that Labyrinth wants to be? No. Labyrinth is is crazy talented. I think people need to put some respect on the guy's name. I agree with Behind the scenes, there's no way. He's more talented than Cisco, it's that simple. Okay, fair enough. I don't like Labyrinth. I like Mm. Have you have you watched the show called Euphoria? Yeah, I've watched the first episode. Oh, the audio for doesn't he? Yeah, he does the whole audio, and the soundtrack is yeah. wow, delicious. Mm. Not the whole audio, so audio is like your mics and shit like that, isn't it? No, he does all the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Yeah, my review. I need to give my review for this. Wait, right? before that, I got one more artist, Avon. Avon. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Avon, Avon, I don't know how to pronounce it. Oh my god. Wait, 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 wait. We've had KCI and JoJo, and we've got Avon. <laughs> is Avon Avon, Avon, Avon is the guy he comes to deliver your uh, makeup products. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he goes, he starts no. making it. <laughs> yeah. it for ages, I've been saying KCI and JoJo for the longest. Oh when I was younger, god. Someone kept telling me, no, it's KCI and JoJo, so I just believed them. So, like, oh. I'm gonna move about everything. And Avan, Avon, I don't know how to say it, so I've, I've always called him Avon, Avon, Avon. Because that makes how do you spell it? Spell it? A V A N T. 
even, even 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 the way it's spelled is not the way you pronounce it. I like, know, anyway. but even just I pronounce bro. it Avance. Is that correct? It's a, it's a stupid name, but he's a sick singer and he makes good R&B music. It's not even a stupid name. It's a, he's a sick singer and you just can't pronounce shit properly. Yeah, okay. well, I special needs. Avia, Avia, please give her. Do you know what? Yeah, I've forgotten my review now. But the I, I, let's I, just win this, right? I can do a review for you. I didn't Wait. like Rosic. He's last year into his bloodlines and it was contrived narcissism. I listened to that was not it. That was not it. So what did I think? I was hoping that we would review him t- earlier on. Because then after when I reviewed all the other projects that I found were just like meh in three, I could still say, but they were still better than that. Do you get me? So I'm feeling a bit bitter that I couldn't do that comparison at the end of all my reviews. That's how I felt about this album. I felt exactly how Manny did. Um, I did say in our group chat, like, I thought that he basically made an album that wasn't very personal, but that would hit all the right notes so that he could sell it for soundtracks and things. I mean, it doesn't... It's so contrived, the whole thing. It's just, it doesn't... Look at what you've been through in the past few years. How how do you work out it? It's not personal. I swear that he just got married again recently as well. And your point? Look at the track this year. He's he's gone through some mad shit with his his breakup with Paula Patton. Then he was dating some random thing that was much younger than him and he was kind of a bit of a mess. Then he's died. Yeah. Yeah, right. and also and recently then, then, then he made a song about how bad Danny Lay was. And Danny Lay made a song about him wanting a yellow bone and then two weeks later they split up and no like so. What's your point? What's the point? No, I just don't I don't see it with him. Okay, so everyone else can live their life, but he can't. He, his stuff is just contrived. No, no, I just yeah. didn't feel it in the music. Yeah, and, say, and that's... I'll come back to him. I don't know why you're saying, like, wait, 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 wait. oh, he's been from his personality. Have you ever felt that Robert Fick's music is, is real? Like, it's actually, like... Yeah, I'm Lost Without You it resonated with me. That was oh, a yeah, that banger. Was cool. That was a cool tune. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's there, was no, there was no... Even, I don't even like coming to Sick on a Personal. It's the only song... all the songs that he's made, it's the only song that you felt was actually real. What's about you? I don't know. What did, wait, the only song that is real is the, his biggest song is Lost of Value. So yeah. that, uh, that resonated with me. I'm not, in terms of in terms of his back catalogue, yeah. Yeah. Like I would, the only other song that is close to Lost of Value is probably Blurred Lines in terms of its impact, right? But like mm-hmm. on his new album, he didn't have a Lost of Value, and Lost of Value wasn't let's say a uh, commercial song right it was it was just a n- nice song on this album nice that, song, that, yeah. blew, that blew up and he didn't have he doesn't have that on this album and I'm, I've asked you the question what the song is the best song on this album are you saying that because the albums have the sales it means that it's not a lost about you not at all so what I'm saying is is you asked me like what song resonated with me on in his back catalogue 
the most, right? And I've given you an answer which is lost without you. But that now I'm throwing it back. Now, when, when I was you what song you think was personal, as in him talking about himself. Okay, can I just can I just say after you're saying that his his album is just all contrived, as if none of these none of the stuff he talks about on the album. Is, is no, I'm sure him. there are elements of it that are real to him. I'm sure, but overall, the sound felt meh. It just it, it, there wasn't depth in there for me. I'm sure there were things Same. that he sprinkled in there of his own life. Yes, I heard that and felt that in a couple of the songs. I believe there was one I said was pretty decent, which um, is towards the end. I think Matt, you mentioned it too. Um. But beyond that, it just struck me as a project that had been made to be marketable. That's it. It's just there to be marketable, to be able to sell it. And the whole time I was listening to it, except maybe for the one or two tracks towards the end, I just felt like if I was watching Lifetime, right, because my mum loves Lifetime movies and stuff, and uh, or, I don't know, some random t- made-for-TV movie sort of thing, I would hear this music in the soundtrack. It felt like that. That's what it felt like, that kind of contrived, just made to be easily digestible and then marketed and sold on for some movie soundtrack somewhere. That's it. I didn't get much out of it beyond that. So. I agree. And that's okay. We all have different tastes. You guys got something out of the album that me and Afi didn't, and we'll just leave it at that. Let's go into Rayans. What's, what's your Rayans? I'll let you guys go first. I'm giving it to you. You guys are so upset with me right now. Like, I don't know what to say. But um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a uh, two. <laughs> two gang. <laughs> you guys definitely rehearsed this before we started recording. <laughs> It's funny though, isn't it? Two of us had exactly the same sort of negative reaction and then two people had the same positive reaction to this project. Well, uh, Matt, Oli, what are your ratings? It's not a two, I can tell you that. It's a four from me. What are your ratings? What what is it? It's a four. four. From both of you, yeah? Yeah. So we average it out to a three then. That's it. That's, cool. I think that's more than fair for this project. It's like three, you know, doing all right. No, I can't accept that. I can't accept that. That's, it was my favorite release of It's like, it's actually like the project is punching above its weight. Like, <laughs> nah, we're going with the with the higher number. It's a four. We're not going with the higher number. It's a, it's a three or it's a, it's a two. Like, we take one. How can you give me those options? It can be a four or it can be a five. Take one. <laughs> Listen, oh, no, to be no. fair, yeah, because it's a 50-50 split, I say we just average it out to a three and we all sit happy with that three. Fine, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to compromise. Cool. So on a nice segue, um, Judith and the Black Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Matt, why, why are you? I can hear you breathing, do Yeah. Gang, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I can feel the anger through the thing. I'm, 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 
I'm not even angry. I just think that you guys don't know music, innit? It is what it is. Some no, we know, know, we know, we know. Some people don't know balls, some people don't know music. Everyone has their scores. I'm not going to cuss you for that. If you don't uh, know okay. music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know that Blurred Lines was a song of your life, right? But, like, just relax, mm, That is wild, you know. That's a wild thing to say. In fact, no, I think for me, when I first heard... The evolution of Robin Thick. I thought the album was so incredible. I couldn't believe how good it was. I agreed. I agreed. And, um, I think that this one gives me those sort of vibes. I don't think it's to the same I, level. I disagree. I disagree. The evolution of Robin Thick is, is, is five years, so this one is on the same level. But, um, this album is good, and you guys, are, you guys are just turn deaf. That's what it is. They just hate on Robin Thick. This is, a... yeah. like, this is why this is why they don't like it because they're so fucking childish. Yeah, they don't know about real love. They don't know about real love. Right here, you know how it goes. Usually, usually, yeah. I just mute myself because I'm the only one cracking up like this. But today, I have a partner. I feel good. This is play, baby. It's I feel like you two are set eights, bruv. I feel like you two are set eights, and you have set eight music taste. But, uh, no, guys, usually, guys, I agree with you. But I'm set eight myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a bunch of set eights, right? Cool. Right. Right. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, the inspired album, right? Cool. Let's so do that one last. Let's do that one last. Let's do. You want to do that one last? Uh, which one do you want to do next? Thanks, but okay, cool. Take us through it, man. Take us through it. Okay, so Pink Sweat made an album called Pink Planet. And I think this guy, I don't know much about him, but I, I get a vibe that he likes the colour pink. Uh, the album cover is actually just a variety of pink. But mainly pink. And um, what else is it? Yeah, basically the album's a good album. It's, it's a bit light and fairy. I don't really know. I don't. It shouldn't matter, but I don't really know what this guy's sexual orientation is. But it's a bit feminine, to say the least. But it's a good. It's a good um, album. I actually quite liked it. It's it was, it's enjoyable. It's an easy listen. The tracks are quite short. It wasn't anything that keeps you like hanging on, thinking to yourself, "Oh, this song isn't good. I want to change it." None of the songs are particularly bad. Um, Kalani's on one of the songs as well. Was the end at my worst. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's a good album. I've enjoyed it really. What do you guys think? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go next. So again, I've never listened to Pink Sweat before, and I didn't know what to expect. Um, not gonna lie, after the first track, I wanted to shut off, but I persevered. And then I stopped at track eight because I just wasn't focusing. And then I tried it again. And on my second listen, listen, sorry, um, I actually really started to enjoy the album. It had a certain energy that was missing from the other albums. And it was a very lighthearted and easy listen. It was just easy music. Like nothing amazing going on, but it's just something you can bop to. And I enjoyed it up until about track 14. 
And then after that, I started to get really bored. And I, I just felt like the energy went away and it like there was like a heavier focus on auto-tune. And um, I just... I just couldn't get on with that. Like the the sound changed to like more poppy, dancey R and B, and well, the album's class was pop anyway. But um, yeah, overall it was good. It just it was a bit too long for my liking, and the last four tracks could have been just left off of it. Um, I don't know it would have been a much better album. Who's next? I'll give you that, yeah. The, the project has been... It would have got a higher rating for me if it was about five tracks shorter. But it's just a modern thing. Like, it annoys me. I talk about it all the time. But they just feel like their albums with as many tracks as possible to boost the streaming numbers. But yeah, um, it definitely could have been shorter. Yeah, I agree. But, but my issue was, um, if it's going to be that long, at least maintain the quality. And the quality just took like a massive nosedive. So it would... It went from easy listen to hard listen towards the end of the album. Not to say that it's bad, it's just it kind of like ruined the taste. So to speak. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to jump in as well. Um, I also struggled to listen to this. I don't know what it is about this album per se. Like, um, it just felt heavy instrumentally and his voice didn't sound as pronounced so you couldn't really get a strong sense of who he was because his voice wasn't allowed to resonate throughout this album um and i think there was it was i'm not gonna lie i think it should have been cut in half maybe an ep or something he should have given us rather than this album like focus on quality rather than quantity. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts. My standout song, um, maybe at my worst. That's it, really. Who, who wants to go next? Well, it can only be one person. It can only be after I think so. Yeah, yeah go. so um, I thought it was a good project. I didn't think it was um, feminine, per se. I thought it was sensitive, and it was actually my favourite project this week. Um, I didn't listen to the whole thing, I have to be honest. I made it about two-thirds of the way through, and... Um, it, it was very samey in the sounds of each track. Like when you went from one to the next, it did feel a little bit like you were repeating the song again. Do you know what I mean? With like some slight variations, you know? So it did have that. However, it's it was still surprisingly a pleasant listen despite that. And... Um, I really enjoyed the, the, you know, I was saying that I didn't feel the authenticity, like the depth in Robin Thicke's project. I felt it in this one. Um, there were a couple tracks on there I thought would be beautiful for a wedding reception, for example, you know, like a first dance or even for walking down the aisle. 
they were very sweet, very romantic songs. I don't think they were overly feminine or necessarily masculine. I just enjoyed it, the whole project. Um, well, what I got to listen to. I'll be going back to listen to the rest for sure. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's that's what I got from it. It wasn't like a life-changing project. It wasn't the best, but it was consistently good, if a little bit repetitive with some gems in there that you could use for special occasions. I thought it was a great Valentine's weekend project for sure. Cool. Uh, cool, man. Um, is that is that all of our reviews done then this week? Um, for that one, we still got uh, Judas. Oh, yeah, Judas. We got to give our ratings as well. Alright, cool. Um, I'll give it a three. We also got to give our standout tracks. So, my standout. Oh, I gave mine um, at, at my worst. Yeah, I think I think that might be my standout as well. It was quite good. Um, I'm going to give it a three as well. I'm going to give it a three. I'm trying to get the name for my standout, but I definitely will give it a three. Not a strong or a weak three, just a three. I think it's a, f- um, a three, but the standout song is the same one that Manny picked. For me, it's Chains. I thought Chains was super sweet. I loved it. Yeah, that, that was a good track. Mm. I felt like it was so heartfelt, you know? Yeah, mm. I agree with you there. So, what's next, guys? Um, let's see. And the Black Cool. Who wants to start? Who wants to start the one off? Before we start, can we have a quick discussion about it? Um, so obviously, this soundtrack is from the latest film uh, dropped on HBO Max, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, chronicling um, the life of Chairman Fred um, from the Notorious Black Panthers, not the Wakanda one, the real life version based in Chicago, that introduced the concept of The Breakfast Club. Uh, I thought it would be good to just throw those facts in there. Um, Fred's played by Daniel Kaluuya um, and his nemesis, Judas. I I forget his actual real name, uh, but we'll just call him Judas for now. Played by, is it Lakeith Stanfield? Oh no, I butted his name. Oh shit, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. I just want to give it a bit of context. What did you guys think about it? Before we start, can I also say I didn't listen to this. And I know, I know, like, the guys are going to get on me about this. Yes, they already have a little bit. But it's because somebody said they wanted to watch the movie first. No, 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 no. No, don't don't try that. Don't be trying to throw people under the bus. You, you knew what was said in the group chat and you chose to admit no, no, that for your remember anything one. else. All I saw was it mm. that is for the movie. And I thought that's that's good advice, you know. I will wait until I've seen this movie. I'm sure the guys will understand. Okay, I'm gonna start off by saying that 
um, in this group, there is a Judas, and their name is Afia. <laughs> Listen, we all know the Judas is you, you know. I wish Ash was here so he could confirm this one. This is what this is what Judas does: takes private <laughs> conversations for the public domain. Anyway, Ash, if you're listening, the Judas anyway, is still talking the most magus. <laughs> And we do not appreciate this nonsense. <laughs> Absolute tomfoolery. Anyway, um, this was... I haven't seen the movie. Just to put it out there. As Afia alluded to. And the agreement was that we'll skip one of the tracks, which may be a spoiler, which is the outro. So that was like 50 seconds long. So I'm not too fast about skipping that. I still managed to listen to the whole thing and take it in. <laughs> What I will say is the first, I think, 10 tracks. I'm just getting the track listing up. So, yeah, up until the Little Dirt track, the quality is phenomenal. Okay, phenomenal is a strong word. I've used it twice a day. The quality is really good. Um, Her delivers Nas, Black Thought, Nipsey and Jay-Z. Sorry, J-A-Y hyphen Z. All of them just pff, come through. Hit boy, amazing. Smino, oh, I love Smino. He does great. Is is hip hop? Is hit boy a, a well known rapper? I thought he was just known for his producing. Yeah, I didn't know he was a. I didn't know he rapped. So that was a little curveball for me. Mistego, mm. um, Mistego's track, which had JID on it, that was probably one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, it's really good. So they're all talking about good stuff, like positive, like all the stuff you'd expect to hear based on what the movie's about is kind of coming from those tracks. And then Lil Dirt comes along. And the one key thing I took away from his track was him talking about going back to the trenches to show his worth and all of that stuff. And then the, the entire sound of the album just completely changes. And some of the artists like White Dave are talking about good things or G Herbo, but it's just like the whole vibe shifts and it kind of disrupts all of the hard work that was put into the first nine tracks. So for me, the album just took like a massive nosedive for the second half. Not to say that it's bad, it's just the first half was so good, this kind of let it down. It picks up towards the end of the last two tracks, which are... Rich Problems by ASAP Rocky and Black Messiah, which was actually a really good track um, by Rakim. But it, it's, it's just a bit of a... What did, wait, uh, what did you think of the Polo G track? No, I, I wasn't feeling that. Oh, Polo G, I wasn't oh, feeling that, but I liked that the Dom... Track, I really liked the Dom Kennedy track. And Pooh Shiesty, when I was listening to that, um, I didn't look at the track listings. So I was like, oh, Coochie Mane's on this. And I looked at my friend, it's like, Pooh Shiesty? And I was like, damn, he really sounds and raps like Coochie. Like, I'm not, not going to lie to you. I had the same exact uh, brain thinking process. I thought it was Gucci, Gucci Mane on this. But yeah, you're right. It was uh, Pooh Shiesty. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like the Sir track, which kind of surprised me. But yeah, like, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, there's some really strong tracks on this. And then the tracks that aren't strong, I guess if they're on another project, 
they'll probably be good. It's just it kind of disrupts the whole album for me. Um, but that's me talking with like without having seen the film I know the music's meant to be inspired by the film I just don't know how you can have two wildly different sounds um, on this album and they both be inspired by the film but obviously that's possible so maybe if I see the film I may view it differently and appreciate them more but without having viewed the film and just seen trailers and like snippets and stuff I feel like they didn't really belong on this album so that's my view for my standout track I'm torn between Black Messiah Something Ain't Right and EPMD. I don't know which one to pick. But yeah, that's my um, review. Cool. So I'll happily jump in next. Um, I really enjoyed this album. Um, Yeah. Chuck full of positivity, black empowerment, you know, telling the story um, of Fred Hampton's uh, mission and beliefs with Black Panther telling the story of the Coin Intel Pro program, which was very, very disgusting. And I kind of believe the world would look completely different had that program not existed. Um, But anyway, uh, focusing back on the album, I kind of disagree with you there. I feel like a lot of the acts from the second half represent Chicago as it is today. Um, acts like Polo Polo G, um, that's new. That's new Chicago. BJ the Chicago kid, Sam, but these people are all part of that new Chicago and they definitely deserve their place on this album, you know? Um Hit Boy does an amazing job executive producing this album. Again, as we mentioned earlier, I didn't know he was a rapper himself. So he's surprisingly uh, talented um, on the track Broad Day. Um, my, I really enjoyed uh, Lil Dirk's On Your Mind track as well. Um, but my favourite track it was Last Man Standing by Polo G. Perked my ears up, thought that was really hard. And I cannot, cannot forget the Nipsey Hustle and Jay Z track. Uh, what it feel like? I feel like this was up there alongside my favorite track in the album. So yeah. that was a really good track. And you know what? Yeah, after hearing Jay's verse, I was like, I need to do Jay Z album because Jay did, Jay worked magic on that track. They both did, but Jay was spazzing, man. I haven't heard Jay spit that good in a while. So, yeah, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, maybe one of Jay Z album. Matt, Afia. Afia, you going to review? Matt. She album, did she? So that's fine. Who did you say? Executive produced album? So it's a bunch of people. It's a hit boy. Uh, Ryan Coogler, um, who else executive produced? Hit by Ryan Coogler, and then some other people, Archie Davis, Dash Road. But well, ultimately, it's Hit Boy, isn't it? Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's a um, compilation album, right? So these can be very hit and miss. 
I thought that the beginning was so strong and it did fizzle out like midway through, but then you get a couple of good tracks more towards the end, like I think what from track. It's a weird one, like actually, I'm looking at it again. It's what, track nine or track 10? Track 15 is a bit weak, and then it, after that, it, it gets good again. But what, anyway, what are the names of those tracks? So, well, you go in from, from the beginning to On Your Mind, Little Duck. I didn't particularly like that track. A Praise with White Dave. I've never heard of White Dave before. And I thought his yeah. rapping was good. I didn't like the song. I didn't like the song with G Herbo. It was a beat. It was a beat that really ruined it. Yeah. Track 13, I declare war, now do Rick. I didn't like that. Too shy to track, no profanity. Same thing that you guys said about him saying just like, like Gucci Mane. I'd heard about him before, though. I just never heard any of his tracks. He sounds like Gucci Mane. He signed to Gucci Mane, but it just... Yeah, yeah. He just sounded weird on this, on this project, to be honest with you. Um, I didn't particularly like that Polo G track either. But when my boy Tom, Tom Kennedy came on, I loved that track. The second G Herbo track was alright. Sir teach me. Sir just Sir could just like, sing about a whole bunch of bullshit. I think I still like it. But yeah, um I think that project was good overall. Hearing Nipsey Hussle's voice again, new music, that was a bit surreal. I still couldn't believe that the person that killed him is still alive. That's just incredible to me anyway. But um yeah, the song that's the best song on the album for me what it feels like as um Ollie said Jay-Z was in his element on that and so was Nipsey um Masego J.I.D. and Rhapsody something ain't right I love all three of them and all three of them de- delivered on that track Samino and Saba they actually make a really good duo played the four fifth that was actually um a really good play of words with the name there and I like that um Towards the end, ASAP Rocky reached like a problems. But when I saw the name of that track on this album, it didn't make any sense to me. I thought to myself, why is ASAP Rocky going to have this sort of track on this sort of album? But the lyrics to it do make sense. So, yeah, it was cool. It was actually quite nice to have Rakim, Rakim as well, like Masah at the end. So, yeah, generally speaking, the album was really good. Or was good, not really good, it was good. And, um, Definitely worth listening to after or before watching the movie. The movie itself is incredible. And to see some Oscars delivered that way in that direction. But yeah. Um, ratings? Um, I'm torn between a three and a four. Like, As I'm... The, my, my issue with, like, like you said, that's three or five tracks and then I think tracks... Uh, 17 to 19 like, they're not bad I just feel like they kind of ruined the vibe of the album like in their own rights I think they could be okay to good but um, when it's good it's really really good so, when we when we think about like Black Empowerment albums I, I look at uh, Salam Remy's efforts and how phenomenal that album was right um and comparing, and it's hard to compare the two because obviously this is a movie soundtrack. But again, this is trying to preach black empowerment, and I just don't no, think it's not, a, it's not a movie soundtrack. It's inspired by the movie. 
It's inspired by a movie. There you go. So if it's inspired by a movie, then it's inspired by black empowerment. And if we're going to co- compare the two efforts, I just feel like Salam Remy's effort is far more superior. So, But this isn't bad effort either. It is definitely that. But I also have to point out to you that Salam Remy's project was made all by him. This is a compilation album. So yeah. These guys all went into the studio and made their own tracks. And then they were selected for this album. It wasn't a case of like a collaboration effort to bring this together, if that makes sense. So I yeah. hear what you're saying, but it's, I reckon it's always going to be like that when, you, when the albums are made so differently. I guess so, I guess so. I'm going to give it a three. It's a three for me as well. Yeah, I think I'll go with what you guys say and just do a three. I think that the tracks that I don't like are just too poor and there's too many of them for me to give it anything higher than a three. But the songs are good, they are very good. But then again, if I'm judging it as an album, a cohesive effort, then it's not going to get a four for that either. So yeah, three is the first score. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Oh. Boom! How's that going? Right. Man, I'm a cop. Oh no, nice way to end the, end the, end the review section. We got some... Topics, some topics. <laughs> My main guy, the bully, rat bully, uh, rat bully. Is <laughs> 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 out there bullying the meek of this world? Oh my days, trapping them in uh, in car parks, making them confess to the fake gangsterism. The song say you put out some cheese. Exactly. No, I'm joking. Um, so 6 9 versus Meek Mill versus Wack 100. Where do we start? <laughs> Where do we start, guys? What is this? I don't even know where to start. I don't know if what Meek is saying is true or... Like, it's, it's just a bit of a... There's video evidence of everything not to place, to be honest with you. So yeah, me saying just like he just exited the club and he was waiting there as a setup, but we don't know if that's true. I mean, it kind of looks like the car park's empty in a way, but I haven't really got much to say on this one. It's I just think it's hilarious. I was I was listening to um Axe Twitch stream and he was saying that they both hired the same security team, so. I don't know. Is it an inside job? I don't know. Mm. Uh, probably, like, information probably got leaked that way, but then Meek was posted from inside the club, so it was obvious where he was. Does that make sense? It wasn't yeah. like a private eye detective going on to trying to find out where Meek was. He, they, they knew where he was, so if 6 9 saw it, it's like, oh, I'm in the same city. He's got his security, he went down there. It's not, like, nothing crazy, is it? I think that Meek Mill needs to just get off the internet for a bit, honestly. He, he could do so much. He would do so much more by doing so much less. I think it sense. says, um, I think it's a lot about how far Meek Mill has fallen that 6ix9ine is comfortable to to pull a stunt like this. Because this is 6ix9ine's MO. He's been doing this forever. He always does this sort of stuff. This is how he builds up excitement around what other thing, what other projects he's got going on. He just goes out and he hypes. Right, and he pulls these stupid stunts all the time. 
But I actually found it quite funny. I thought it was in, in the sense that it was funny. He felt comfortable to do that to Meek Mill. How do you feel this reflects Meek Mill falling, falling off the or coming down? I don't care because Six Nag could kind of do this to anyone, though. He's, he just doesn't, after the Twitter fingers thing, after what happened with Drake, people just don't, in my eyes, take him seriously as like, his reputation, his uh, street creds, whatever, I think it's depleted, it's gone. It's because Meek Mill never regulates on anyone, that's why. It's like, sometimes, like, let's put this for you, remember when, remember when, um, he regulated on Safari. <laughs> he does regulate <laughs> Safari on Twitter as well. Safari is a male dancer. Like, come on. Uh, like, basically, Meek Mill needs to just go slap someone up now. Just, just go slap them up and, and, and leave it as that. No, he, I don't he think he needs to, to do that either. I think he should just lay low and, you know, grow his no, child and chill it, and just... It, it, it won't work because of the fact that the problem with Meek Mill is that his whole... His whole his whole being is that he's a gangster rapper or someone that's really in the streets, right? He's a proper, a real nigger in, 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 in inverted commas, right? And when you are those things, there's a certain way you have to behave in order to keep that respectability. So I remember a couple a couple months ago, was it even that long ago? I mean, last month, his, his, his ghetto pass was taken from the, from the young Philly niggers because the way the hood works, right? is that it's always young people that are actually on the street. Yes, you have your OGs that are respected in any city, but they're not on the streets anymore if they did their job properly. You don't get 40-year-old men, liberal you do get it sometimes, but if they're living like that, then they're not going to be as respected as someone that made their money and got out of the streets, right? So when Meek's going to these places, these are the people that are going to back up on him and they don't respect him because he does so much foolishness. He's, he proper is just Twitter fingers now. You can't be talking and, and talking so much grease on Twitter and, and going on clubhouses saying X, Y, Z and then not living it in real life. And like, yeah, sometimes you can look an idiot if you're out there fighting people, but you know what? At least you're backing what you said. That's the, this is what I, this is the issue. Would it be possible for Meek to reposition his, himself in a way to... Because I feel like when he came out of prison, he had the opportunity then to put himself... You know, everyone takes Manny a Meek, Meek Mandela. But you know the way Jay-Z has left that life behind and he is this big mogul businessman now. When you look at Jay-Z, yes, you're aware of his history, but you don't view him in that light anymore like you did when he was in his 20s. Yeah, but the thing, is, though, the thing is that, that Jay-Z has people that will regulate for him. He doesn't have to do it himself. Like even, even from the rap sense, right, there was a time when Jay-Z just said, I'm not doing rap beef anymore. And he had um, Beanie Seagal. Anyone that would come at Jay-Z, Beanie Seagal would just finish them. Beanie mm. what? Beanie what? Beanie Seagal. was going at anyone's neck that was going to be crazy. You know, that's funny because you've seen Seagal whoop ass, isn't it? 
Back to our fusion, bro. That, hey, you're a genius out there. My point remains, yeah. My point remains that Meek has got nobody in his camp that handles business like that. He's meant to be that guy that does it, and he doesn't do it when he needs to do it. So, All right, fair enough. Well, you know, he is—he is just goofy to me at this point. If I'm being honest, you're seen as goofy. You can't be a goofy gangster. It doesn't work. So he just basically. Do you remember when he fell down the steps outside his mom's house? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or he just falls back in the He needs to just stick to the to the prison reform stuff and just trying to uplift the community. That just uh, reminds okay. me of when Kanye walked into that side. <laughs> Do you not remember? Kanye was with Kim somewhere when she was pregnant with their first child. He was walking. That was jokes. Actually. Yeah, and he got so vexed at everyone like they maybe <laughs> this. He just got all so vexed, like, like like they did it. Like you walked into the fucking side, mate. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, anyway, Meek, Meek, Meek needs to like, look, yeah, they both had police hire the security. So all that had to happen was like, they all had to just go and have their big rumble and it's done. If both sides had police in the, in the detail, then what was going to be the issue after, after everything happens? Because obviously the police are going to lie and protect their client, isn't it? So... What was nah. that? Because they were both disputing being snitches somehow with some. Because you know, Six Nine is trying to normalize snitching now, right? So he kept talking about like Meek Mill having police there or something. Yeah, police there because this is what police officers do. When they're not working, they work as um, private, private hire security because yeah. America underfunds. Um, doesn't pay its police properly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal to be doing that, but like fuck it. There's nothing wrong with that at the same time. That's not I mean hiring someone like that is not snitching, okay? It's not working with the police. It's just hiring someone to shoot someone to shoot at you. Yeah. Right? And normally the people that find it very easy to get a license to carry arms in any place, any premises, are police officers. So it, it's not like it's some sort of crazy concept here. But um at the same time, if you're going to talk about like how much you want to beat someone up or whatever, and then you see them, you got to get busy. I remember even the game, didn't the game, oh my God, the game beat up one of his ups one time. What's his name again? Uh, something Clock. It was, it was uh, Stitch. No, even Stitches as well. Remember, he got knocked yeah, yeah. out by uh, White Commander. Every time the game was said, not every time, because sometimes he has, he has left it in it. Yeah, I remember when him and, him and Lord Duck had beef and he didn't do anything to him, but then to be fair, that wasn't his beef. He was taking on Tiger's beef. But when he had issues with 40 Glock and, and when he had issues with Stitches, both of those guys got knocked out straight. There's the other guy that came up to him that went up, in, went up on game in the mall that time when game was, was with his kids, innit? And what was it 40 nights later? The guy was dead? Like, I'm not oh, saying yeah. I want him to be killing people. I'm just saying that don't talk about you living a certain lifestyle and being a certain type of way if that's not what you do, that's it. There's nothing wrong with not being gangster. I'm not gangster. Or at least not gangster. Listen, can I just Manager take a moment? <laughs> can I just take a moment, though, to just, like, deviate from this conversation? Because Meat Mill and 6 9 bore me at this point. And I just want to... Wait, but can I say one last thing? i got one yeah, last go on. topic. I feel like 6 9 academics, Meat Mill, and Whack 100 
means just do a celebrity fight and just do a tournament. Just do a one yeah. tournament. Yeah. Celebrity deathmatch star. A one little tournament and they can end it all. That's, that's my last comment on this topic. Okay. I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge Serena Williams in this suit thing that she wore that everyone's talking about. That's it. Because she just looks incredible and she's Serena Williams. That was all. I haven't actually seen it, so I'm Googling it. Cool. I'm going to message it to the group. Go for it. But yeah, so sh- should we segue into our topics then? Yep. Let's talk about let's talk about the horsey. Who? The horsey. The horsey. The horsey. The big horsey. Who's that? The nigga, the stallion. Fucking. Oh my god, Jesus (laughs) Christ! Those bad. No, you can call her all kinds of things like horsey or whatever, but we all know if you met her in real life, you would be shooting your shot. You'll be down on your knees, licking her toes. Did I not say that she's ugly? Alright then. What is her name? But you called her a horse though. Yeah, but come on, man. What is her name? Anyway, 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 let's just talk about what is a stallion? What is it? It's an okay. Italian car. It's a lady with a big butt. It's a Ferrari. It's a very special kind of Porsche. It's not anyway, just a horsey. I was not no slight at Megan's appearance. It's just a simple fact she calls herself Megan Stallion. Stop reaching. Not every day, black woman, um, victim bullshit, okay? I'm telling you, there's a Judas amongst us. There's a Judas amongst us who's going to set you up. Yeah, anyway... Plus, anyway, if there's one person that's not a victim, it's Meg, because that girl's a mess, mate, I'm telling you. I like some of her music. She's a victim as well, bruv. She puts herself in situations that she shouldn't be in, and then she starts crying about it after. I'm just waiting for when she turns pro and takes boxing seriously. Wow, stop it, stop it. Look, guys, we don't know what happened with her new boyfriend, right? We're just speculating. In that bathroom doing lines of coke and a a security guard come in and try to regulate, try to protect her because she don't know what the fuck she's doing. She's a crazy... She's messed up, man. Manny, I'm going to just say, yeah, if there's overwhelming evidence pointing towards something like there's countless... um, reports of her putting hands on people it's not a reach for me to say that she should use this talent and go into boxing she could be the next million dollar baby you know <laughs> imagine if she's like yeah fuck crap I'm gonna be a boxer though. yeah man and she and she, and she gen- and imagine she genuinely crushed it the new Layla Ali like she got her knees to like duck and weave and stuff. Like she she could be she could be oh, sick. Like you know how boxers you know how boxers voice up like, that that name in it like like Floyd Money Mayweather like you know, Meg the Stallion and whatever surname. Yeah, Meg the Stallion <laughs> something something. Every <laughs> corner. Are you ready to rumble? <laughs> it makes sense and you know you can add her up to that um, celebrity deathmatch thing as well celebrity. her versus Tori her versus Tori would be a fair fight 
She'd be up. She'd be up. She'd be a hero. Yeah, man. But like, all just aside, though, I wonder if it's just like she's just going through really tough stuff and she's drowning her sorrows in drugs and all of that. Bad That's stuff what rock stars do, baby. They do coke. And they have sex. It's true. It's true. Look at Wendy. There you go. So anyway, I think that makes. I think. I think Tory Lanez is laughing right now because. Now he's just got someone the evidence that he needed to show that she gets messy. A pattern and, of domestic abuse and all of that. Good and stuff. that too. And yeah, he, he ain't doing no time. I can guarantee you. You can tell just for, just by how active he's been on social media. Like I saw him post a video of him in DMX and he was just laughing and that... Um, the that guy's relaxed. Yeah, he, he's, he's in a good space. He knows, like, he knows his recent submission of evidence. Is that you're gonna get him off the case? Like, thing is pattern. But what, what, if, what if, on the flip side, it's more sinister than that? What if Megan just can't prove that Tory's done something bad to her, and she's just feels like she's distressed and depressed Megan, because Megan, of it? She's traumatized. Megan isn't gonna be suffering any time. That 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 is for sure. I know that. But I'm not saying that you're going to serve any time. I'm just saying she can't prove that, you know, so you think Tory's done this, but he has done it, and she's just no, well, depressed over it, you know? Just, yeah. saying that no matter what happens, Tory is, 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 is guilty, is what you're saying to me. Listen, do you know what I reckon this whole situation is, yeah? If she is toxic... Oh, fuck, she got upset because he wanted to fuck... Um, the Jenna, Kylie Jenna. You don't know that. What is all this like? That is definitely like... what happened. That is definitely what happened. That's like, what the insider said he was. No, like, that's the, no, that doesn't yeah. mean insider says so. And let's say that is the case, right? That's mm-hmm. even if she got upset and she reacted about what he was doing. It's okay. How many people were in the car who, let's say, she got out of hand? Who could have restrained her? Who could have done anything except shoot her? Do you get me? There's a lot of things we don't know, and I'm not defending her. I'm not saying you know she's what? right or you know wrong. Got, we don't know the, what the situation is. You've got to respect the shooter, man. No, nah, but I don't even remember the point I was going to make now. No, no. All I want to say is... Let's say if she is this toxic, pointless. aggressive, violent person, that doesn't mean that Tory Lanez isn't either. That just means they're both toxic and violent people. Or it, it. it means that it's only her. violent people together, sometimes stuff like this happens. So I don't think it immediately exonerates him from any responsibility either. I don't think he's toxic, though. He he hasn't displayed anything that makes him look toxic. That's totally clear. You don't know what goes on behind... No matter what happens, Tory Lays is guilty. That's what she's saying. No, all I'm saying is this, yeah. Somebody who is... I don't know. It's just a bit strange how this girl got shot, but we'll find out. We'll find no, out. I, I don't that, know if she's right. I don't know if she's wrong. We will find out. Let, let me just make a very like simple point here. Like, if he actually shot her, like he was detained, what the same day or something like that. Mm. Gunshot residue. When you shoot a gun, you get back spray. Mm. They would find that on the clothing. That would be like the smoking gun. Like mm. straight away, if they had that, ev- academics was yeah. If they had that evidence, Honestly. he would literally be locked up and detained. So the fact they haven't got that, which is literally just like a smoking gun, like she's pointed at him, they've arrested him, they done everything right. I'm assuming they've got the clothes he wore that night, and if not, they got a warrant to find the clothes. Like 
it's there, isn't it? That, that that's like physical evidence that 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 is irrefutable. So okay, what whatever the situation is, right? If if she is the one in the wrong and she has lied, she should go to prison. Simple. If you if you lie yeah, on a person like this, she should go to prison. So I'm not uh-huh. defending her. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Especially when you're going through the legal system, we know what we know now. We don't know what's going to be said in two months from now, three months from now, and so on. So, yeah, this gun mm. residue thing might be the thing today. Tomorrow, we don't know what the next thing's going to be. That's true. But what I will say is that Megan has a documented history of being aggressive and toxic, and Tori doesn't. So, okay. one can assume that if it was a toxic relationship, it like using the information we have, one can hypothesize that it's all because of her. And I think that would be fair to say. If if one of the stories from the insiders is true where there was at a pool party and everything was fine. You know well, that people who were, you know, there. sorry, I just want to cut in because you know people who are toxic or abusive, you know, like in abusive relationships, it's often the people you don't realise um, or you would never think are abusive or toxic who actually are because they are very good at camouflaging their behaviour right. to Outside make, of yeah, but at this point, everyone would have been coming out to. No, no, but that's my point. Like Megan is sloppy and she's slipping. No, no but I'm saying this is the perfect time for other girls who, if they've been in a relationship with Tori and experienced toxic, like stuff, this is the perfect time for them to jump out. And yeah. not to be insensitive here, but right now that seems to be the thing that people are doing. One well, person well, brings well, out then, a case, and then everyone yeah. else who experiences it jumps on board. So the fact that this hasn't happened. And it seems to be a thing that happens quite frequently in America, leads me to say with 85% certainty that mm. Tori isn't toxic. If we take one of the insider stories saying that everyone was fine and Tori tried to make a move to make like some sort of threesome or something with the other girls at the place. And that's what ticked Ed um Ed <laughs> ticked off Meg. Yeah. Then then that would that would paint the picture and it makes it all believable. Yeah. Well, I just appreciate that you said 85% because all I want to do is leave that portion of doubt. You know what I'm saying? Just leave that portion of doubt and don't just... say you hate men and leave it as that. Okay, how about that? Because there's nothing there showing that Tori's done anything wrong with his history or his past. Whereas Meg just thumps up guys. That's what she does, okay? She thumps them up. It's her. It's her fault. He's fighting for his life. And if you analyse both their albums whether they're basically talking about the events, Tori's just seems like it makes sense and Megan's just like, oh, you're a crab baby. Mm. But you ain't getting this no more. Like, mm. I don't know. And just... the funniest part about all this is that when it's all said and done, Meg's going to give Tori the arse again. It's, not, it's, just, it's, just, it's just inevitable. See, the, the why do you need to take it there? Because it's good, isn't it? That's why. <laughs> What else would he? No, because it's, it's it's true. True love prevails, isn't it? They oh, really love God. each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You not been listening to too many of these Valentine's albums, clearly. <laughs> love does not overcome shooting people, and like this is what we're saying. That like, there's, there's there seems to be no evidence to say that. Tori, if Tori shot her, he would be st- he would still be in prison. Didn't he get released like the same day or something like that without paying? And, and it wasn't a bail It wasn't like a million dollar bail. It wasn't anything like that at all. Yeah. yeah. I guess we just don't know, guys. We just don't yeah. know, isn't it? Just leave it at that, really, isn't it? But we can paint um, a picture. 
Like, you know, no, I don't cool. think we should paint a picture. I think it's a really bad idea to paint a picture. I think we should wait and see. Yeah, I feel really like cool. I feel like if Tori hey, was yeah, definitely oh, guilty, understand. we would paint a picture. I feel like you, I feel like we're going to Tori Lane's music now. Huh? Do you listen to Tori Lane's music now, or have you already decided to stop doing that? No, I still listen to his music. I never, I, I never listened to it before. What are you talking about? Oh, okay, is it because it's misogynistic? Yes. You know oh. this already. We had a big talk oh. about it. Asking, just confirming. Maybe we've got new listeners now, so I don't know. Just checking. All right, well, no, I don't <laughs> listen to Tory Lanez because I find his music blech. Misogynistic, kind of unimaginative, rah, 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 for any new listeners out there. Do you like Drake? Yeah, he's all right. Okay. I like his music. It's all boppy. It's catchy. I listen to Drake all like the time. It depends sometimes. Oh, yeah, no, sometimes. Got, no, not because sorry. of his reputation. No, not Chris because of his reputation. Beat up Rihanna. He beat her ass. He beat her ass. Yeah, and, 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 and he... And what? And what? Okay. <laughs> you know people can't grow... Do you know the funny thing is? If I was to say to you, because when did that happen when he was younger, right? If I still... Yeah. If I was still harping on that today when he's a different person, he's got kids, Rihanna has forgiven him and stuff, it would be stupid. People, oh. I, I believe people are capable of change, so it's silly to, to make the comparison in my yeah, opinion. It's been said, it's been suggested that he, he's done it to um, Karuchi. Karuchi Tran, yes. Uh, yeah. And to another woman as well. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if if those things are, you know, that's the point I'm making. Anyway, so let's move moving, moving forward. Though. Moving forward, is there any other um, discussions that we need to discuss? <laughs> Honestly, I think it's been a bit of a slow media um, week. So R.I.P. and Nicki Minaj's father, um, hit and run. Outside of that, yeah, there's not really unless you guys can think of it. Can think of something. I can't really think of anything else at the moment. Cool. Um, what were we talking about earlier? I wanted to mention something. Not Nicki Minaj's father. There was something else I was talking to you guys about. Um, Megan Markle. How much you hate? How much you love to hate Tory Lane, sorry, is that No, what it was? was about Meghan Markle, and I just wanted to touch on this issue it. because even though it's not music-related, I think oh. anyone... Because we've talked a lot about colorism and stuff like that, and I think her situation really exemplifies... Wait, what, Meghan Markle's black? All right, never mind. Then. <laughs> I'm joking, so continue. No, no, no. I asked the guys first and they okayed it. I'm not saying no to you. I just said, no, 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 listen. I'm not in the mood to be peaceful. I was going to say this, right? I was going to say I used to watch Suits. I used to watch Suits, yeah? And I used to think that she was really pretty. But honest to God, I never understood why in the show she had a white mum and a black dad because I was so confused. Like, this is not a mixed girl. And then to find out that she's actually mixed with civil life, I was so confused. But yeah, uh, I know obviously it's a big, it's a well-known thing nowadays, but I was so confused at the time. I, my mind is blown. Yeah. But yeah, carry on. No, I just wanted to say it, it kind of is in the limelight at the moment because um, Giggs actually did address it and he said something I have been saying and thinking for a very long time. You know, she's a very beautiful woman. And I think Piers Morgan just wants to sniff her bum bum so much. 
Like, it's driving him crazy. And he just gets on this girl. And obviously, on top of that, she has to deal with a lot of racism in this country. And I just wanted to address that. That's it. But Matt has completely thrown me off. I actually agree with you. And I think Piers has made himself look like an absolute dimwit. And I'll bring back that word. And uh, Giggs was correct. He's looking really washed out there. And I actually feel sorry for both of them. Um, I really do. I feel like the UK population are really racist. So... Mate, this ain't a new thing, man. It's just, it's just disgusting, man. Like it is what it is. People just hate on Megan for no real reason. First black person in the royal family. They say she's ungrateful. I don't understand why they think that way, but it is what it is. But she's, she's a hustler and a philanthropist. She knows her worth. She left the royal family. Hustler, homie. Because she got that bag, mate. She got that bag. He was rich before Harry. No, 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 no. They said that a very interesting point about her child had been raised recently, and that is her child is the first child in the world born that could um, be both in line to the throne in the United Kingdom and also potentially become president of the United States one day. Mm. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, she is a hustler. I do not hate on it. The girl is doing well for herself. And, you know, she and her husband are trying to protect their little family unit and are rate here. So... Her husband, you ain't even gonna, you ain't even gonna reference him by his official title, man, like Prince Harry. Yeah, Mr. Mountbatten. Yeah, Windsor. Yeah, Mr. Windsor. Yeah, yeah. I like Harry. I've always liked him. Always, I like him. I, I, I liked him until he wore that Nazi. That was it. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing. That I was just a bit like. I didn't like him. Then it was after that point when he sort of like you could see he tried a lot to sort of make up for those mistakes. His youthful, exuberant mistakes. Bless his heart. Yeah. 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 In a world of Prince Andrews, give me a Prince Harry any day. Oh. <laughs> What's the other one called? What's the one that's with the... Um, William. Eight? William, yeah. He's, he's, he's about as dynamic as Bill Rice. Oh, my God. He's so boring. Jeez. Anyway, what, um, I was going to say after Royals, but and why I think that I support her, what she does, right? Is that there's so many newspaper clippings where you can see that Meg is being chastised for doing the same exact thing as what Kate does, but they spin um, Meg's one to make her seem like an equal person, and Kate's one to make her seem positive. And this is mainly the Daily Mail. They're the big leader for this sort of shit. You got it with the Daily Star and the Sun newspaper as well. But that's why I refuse to even go on their website and give them my give them my clicks on these websites. They get money for each click, each advert that runs on the website. They they're just disgusting, and I can completely understand why Harry did what he did, having lost his mother in the way that she was lost. Even so, that may or may not have been an inside job. But I believe it was. 
Yeah, but, I do but, as well. But can I just say, you, you want the queen to come and kill you too? I mean, I know. I'm saying one more thing. If I die, it's what, I it's what I think is sad, yeah, is that his brother has literally just let him, has left him to go and leave the bus on this. If William come out and said, "I love my brother to bits," and I believe he's making the right decision for him, himself, and his family, the press would have to lay off them, you know, because William is powerful. He's, he may not have like, he may not the Royal family in the UK is, is essentially a um, it's a title that's just for show. They don't really have any real political influence, but they are still listened to to the highest degree. So if Williams told them to back off, they would. But he's done nothing, and I think that's quite sad. Cause he's wash. He is yeah. wash. I ain't ever like that guy. That's like his dad. Yeah, but then I don't like anyone who's that um, aligned with. I mean, he is a member of the royal family, but I mean, you know, with all the... Because you know me, I'm very anti-monarchy anyway. So the way he toes the line to me is very unattractive. Like, man needs a backbone, really. Mm. But anyway, this is not a world podcast. Yeah. Um, But I just wanted to raise that because it was funny that Giggs actually said... The thing I think a lot of people are thinking. So, shout out gigs for that. Big up gigs, holler man. Right, protect Meg. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Meg that we protect, not the other one. I'm joking. Let all Megs deserve love, especially the one in Family Guy. All <laughs> right. And on that bombshell, let's give out our socials. Let's do it. Um, follow me, guys. Um, Emmanuel eight nine on Twitter. Um, follow Esos on Twitter. Esos underscore. Follow Esos on Instagram. Esos underscore. Um, Ollie, what's your socials, mate? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at oc clock underscore ten. Um, I am Esos and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. Hi, Afia. <laughs> My one is Twitter at Mr. Matty Lee and on Instagram you can find me at Mr. Underscore Matty Lee. I've enjoyed this podcast. I think it's been all right, guys. And see you, t- see you again this time next week. Ciao. Bye-bye. Deuces. Built in. The ASOS podcast.